don't talk to me. For a show, 150, don't talk to me. You ain't never help your mans, don't talk to me. You just follow all the trends, don't talk to me. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Everybody Trades Podcast. Yes, I'm back once again after a tiny hiatus, a little longer than normal, but here's the deal. I have a phenomenal excuse because just yesterday I uploaded my first video in quite some time. It's entitled, How Does Floor Trading Work? And you can check it out at everybodytrades.com or on my YouTube page. And here's why I made that particular video at this moment. Well, number one, people have been wondering for a long time and asking me, how does all this crazy floor trading really work? And I gave it my best shot at explaining all of that as best I could. But the reason, the specific reason, is I also got a nice email from a guy who was disagreeing with me from a few weeks back about my take on Lance Kendricks, the NFL linebacker who's been accused of insider trading. And in fact, he actually pled guilty. He fessed up to it. But my, my contention is that is a victimless crime. But this nice man who sent me an email had it made a really good uh, made some compelling points, but guess what? I'm still not convinced. And part of the reason, part of my argument is going to be knowing how the market mechanics really work. And if you don't know how the market mechanics work, my argument upcoming here very soon about insider trading really isn't going to make any sense. So, Long story short, I encourage all of you to go check out that video at everybodytrades.com. Very easy to find, right on the front page. And with that shameless plug out of the way, let's get to the topic of the day. And that is specifically marijuana, cannabis, weed, the stickiest of the icky. Whatever you want to call it, the bottom line is medical marijuana, cannabis, it's on the ballot in Missouri this coming Tuesday, among many other things, of course. But I just wanted to focus on the marijuana initiatives for a couple reasons. Number one, I actually have some personal experience with the product. Who knows what goes on in that pot-addled mind of his? And number two, I also received my sample ballot in the mail the other day, and frankly, I was confused because there were three different medical marijuana-based initiatives on the same ballot. And that made me think, huh, well, that's odd. If I'm confused about this, I can't be the only one. Well, fortunately, in the Columbia, Missourian, where I used to be a sports columnist back in the way, way back in the day of 2004, another old acquaintance of mine, Miss Dr. Sandy Davidson, wrote a good column talking to a local lawyer by the name of Dan Veets, who I've met before. My parents have met several times. Dan's a good guy, and he's been on the medical marijuana and also just recreational pro-cannabis. That, that just uh, general, hmm, what am I trying to say here? That general political movement? There we go. They've been, he's been in that political movement as a lawyer for decades now. And I thought he had a very intelligent very well-reasoned and very well-informed take that cleared up, frankly, all the questions that I had. So there's two constitutional amendments that are being proposed, Amendment 2, Amendment 3, and then there's another thing. There's a proposition, Proposition C. Well, here's the deal. My initial thought was, I guess I should just vote for all three of them. Here's the problem with that. Now, of course, I'm a person who's pro-medical. And we're going to get more into that. I actually have a more nuanced take than you're probably expecting. 
But first, I just want to point out that voting for all three is not something that Mr. Veets recommends because, and this is, these are his, his words here, the Missouri Constitution explicitly states that when two or more conflicting amendment initiatives are on the same ballot, and if both pass, the one which receives the most votes prevails. All polling indicates that all three of these measures are likely to pass. It really does matter which one prevails. So what Dan is encouraging all of us to do is to, at least in his opinion, vote yes on Amendment 2 and then to vote no on Amendment 3 and Proposition C. And the reason for that, long story short, and in Veet's own words, just let me paraphrase his own words here, basically Amendment 2 is going to be a lot less taxing, literally, than Amendment 3. And, and as far as the proposition goes, in Dan's opinion, it's just not as likely to be basically the General Assembly, the state, the state legislature, in his opinion, is likely to monkey around with that particular proposition. So in his opinion, it's going to be much more baked into law, much more set in stone if we vote for an amendment. And in his opinion, it's vote yes on two, no on three, no on C. Once again, if you want to follow along with Dan and myself, it's yes on two and no on the other two and no on the others. No on three, no on C, yes on two. Now, if I can just move off of the specific Missouri statutes there and get on to my general thoughts about marijuana, I think it might surprise some of you a little bit because I've actually changed my views quite a bit on the particular topic. Not in terms of legalization. No, I've, I've always been for legalization. But the reasons that I'm for, for legalization have actually changed quite a bit over the years. And that's in the following way. You see, those of you who know the history of prohibition are aware of the kind of, frankly, ridiculous propaganda that had begun in the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, it, mostly the 30s, I guess, when it began, of things like literally Randolph, William Randolph Hearst led newspapers putting out racist propaganda saying that Mexican people were getting hopped up on the goofballs, a.k.a. marijuana, and, you know, literally that's getting them so hyper-crazed sexually that they're raping white women. These are the types of stories that would appear in actual American newspapers. Now, of course, we laugh at that now, but it was certainly no laughing matter back then. But that sort of mentality, that sort of negative, ridiculous information, just that whole idea led on certainly with through the older generations and, if, and to some people to this day. And then you think about the movie Reefer Madness. I've got literally people of my parents' generation, the hippie generation, they would sit around and smoke their bad stuff and watch watch Reefer Madness and have themselves a good laugh. I mean, really, like the sort of madness that the children were shown to have undertaken after smoking marijuana was, quite frankly, humorous. Like people would, they'd be laughing at it for all the wrong reasons, essentially. Well, it's this type of propaganda that, in my opinion, that eventually led to a pushback by the pro-marijuana crowd, the pro-legalization of cannabis crowd, that also went too far, in my humble opinion. You see, where the where the pro people have gone too far is they've gone so far as to call cannabis harmless. That's something I hear all the time is that cannabis is harmless. Well, I'm just going to tell you 
from personal experience, from personal observation of other people. Cannabis, you can't say it's harmless. Now, you can make a great argument that it's less harmless than cigarettes. You can make a good argument that it's less harmful than alcohol. But I would also say that those arguments aren't particularly going to win you any ground with the sort of conservative, Republican-minded voter who's going to be anti-cannabis. That actually isn't going to hold water with them because now you're arguing subjective values. See, when you say something is more harmless or more harmful than the other, that may be true for one person to another person. But for other people, in fact, another thing might be more harmful to them than the other. See, we're not all created equal. And frankly, again, it's all about subjective values. Some people don't perceive that alcohol is hurting them or that cannabis is hurting them. How do you tell them that they're wrong? Essentially, what they're both doing is exercising their own human choices in order to put a product in their body that somebody else voluntarily made. That's where the similarities is. See, in my opinion, if you want to win an argument with somebody who is ostensibly limited government, small government, wants wants the government out of their lives, but they're very much like the Republican-type voter who is anti all of those things so I've just said, but they're also very pro-law enforcement, and they're very pro-law and order. And all of that sort of thing. And, and the military, the troops, they're pro all of that. So where you get them, to me, if you want to make a better argument, don't tell them that it's harmless. Because frankly, I've seen that, and ask Dr. Drew, people who regularly smoke cannabis, who smoke every single day, tell, ask them if it's easy to give that up. Because you're going to find that it's actually one of the hardest things to give up. Frankly, for months, people will... We'll have sleep withdrawal. We'll, we'll have those types of symptoms. We'll be insomniacs, basically, because they've come to rely on that cannabis to put them to sleep. Now, if you're sitting here saying, well, hey, if they need some cannabis to go to sleep, it's got to be better than Ambien. Well, you're probably right. I'm, I'm not saying you're wrong there. But again, now we're going into subjective arguments here. The argument should be, is it okay, even if somebody is doing like if somebody's drinking too much, if somebody's drinking every day, I wouldn't want my kid to do that any more than I'd want them, frankly, to smoke cannabis every day when they're teenagers. That wouldn't make me very happy, either one of those outcomes. But the bottom line is I wouldn't want my child, regardless of those two things, to be thrown into jail for that. My whole thing is essentially not only can you be thrown into jail for consuming something, for consuming a product peacefully. You see, in that scenario, the aggressor is not the person who is smoking cannabis. The aggressor is the police. The aggressor is law enforcement in this case, the laws themselves, the very government that is supposed to ostensibly protect us. Because any time that the police force, the legislature, the entire arm of authority says that they will jail you for something, what they're really saying is that they will kill you for it. Because, again, there is no consent here. I didn't say, oh, hey, guys, uh, you know, in your, if it's one thing if it's your house. If I'm in my house or if I'm on somebody else's property and you think that the authorities should be able to aggress upon me, see, that's the key word. It's aggression. Cannabis laws are aggression. Now, it's unlike, say, murder laws. You see, the aggression is the murder. 
There is no aggression with consuming something. Consumption is consumption. Murder is aggression. Consumption is not aggression as long as you didn't hurt anybody to get your thing. Somebody voluntarily sold you a product. There is no aggression there. Free trade is not aggression. Cannabis trade is not aggression. Alcohol trade is not aggression. But, again, just to put a bow on it, people who are pro-marijuana need to stop saying that it's harmless because that's not a good argument. And it's frankly easily disprovable. So please stop making bad arguments and make better arguments. Cannabis prohibition is aggression. Cannabis isn't harmless, but the prohibition is aggression. That is the key argument and the one that we must always focus on. Sure, opiates are... I I hate opiates as far as the long-term use of opiates. Now, short-term opiates, great. When I separated my shoulder, give me the OxyContin or whatever, whatever I took. I don't even remember. Well, I'm talking out of my butt here. Give me whatever painkillers you have for a couple weeks. But it's my understanding as somebody who's the husband of a nurse and, you know, has a few brain cells to rub together that opiates were never meant to be prescribed for long-term chronic pain management. It can make you not want to eat. It can back up your system. It can cause even more problems than it was supposedly meant to cure. So again, I'm all for medical marijuana and frankly, recreational marijuana. I think, or frankly, the legalization of all drugs. Because to me, it's not about the drugs. It's about aggression. Now, if taking drugs makes you into an aggressive person, that's the problem. You breaking into my house is the problem. It's not the opiate. It's not the, it's not the weed. It's not the alcohol. Have I made myself clear enough here? Well, if not, one more clear thing. It's yes on two and no on the other two. So get to the polls, Missouri. Let's get this medical thing done on Tuesday. See you all later. Until next time. type of money you going to need to type of money you going to need to buy. From the hood, type of money make you stay away. Type of money she gon' let you put it in a bag. Big bank, take low bank.